It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're fixing to have us a good day. Welcome on into Locked On Auburn. Zach Blackerby, Michael Papp is here with you. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar, a great, healthy, and tasty alternative for a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first box. Michael, we're talking with Nathan King of AuburnSports.com today. We're going to talk a lot of recruiting. Uh, we kind of tease a little bit with the uh, players coming back to campus today, as well as just kind of some, uh, some big-picture recruiting stuff. So I'm excited to chat with Nathan. I am too. Um, we've mentioned this in some other shows, but we've put together this kind of uh, recruiting database as best that we can. But, yep. you know, as we've said, we're by no means experts. Um, I feel like I'm trying to run a marathon and starting two hours after everyone else. Yeah, we got plenty of time. So the uh, early signing period is months away. So we, yeah. Uh, we, we yeah, we're going to. Focus on getting better at that for you guys. All right, uh, Nathan King with AuburnSports.com. How are you, brother? I am good. How have y'all been doing recently? Man, doing well during all this craziness. Uh, I'm glad to hear that you are um, healthy and safe. So, man, uh, Auburn kind of getting some momentum over the past few weeks in recruiting. I mean, what do you kind of attribute that to? I mean, I know that's kind of a, a, a big question. A lot of that has to do with just timing and kind of the when, when, when guys decide they want to uh, announce. But... Uh, I mean, what do you what do you think uh, what do you think you can kind of point to during this uh, this recent momentum that Auburn's built up? Well, yeah, you're exactly right. Um, you know, it, a lot of it is a product of timing. Not only you know when guys are ready to commit, um, but also it's a situation where a lot of the time you, you know guys at the beginning of of recruiting classes and and before the cycle really really gets rolling, uh, sometimes classes have have less guys. Sometimes you know they don't have that many commits. Then you look at a, a class like Tennessee. Um, that just kept adding and adding and adding, um, and and so Auburn fans, I you know I can understand how they were getting a little bit impatient, you know, kind of waiting for for guys to start popping because for a while there they only had three or four commitments, mm-hmm. um, and that was it in the entire class. And you look across the country, and again, teams like Ohio State and Tennessee were just loading and loading. Um, but May kind of felt like that month, you know, late May, and it kind of felt like the time where guys were going to start being added, and it really happened in flurries, like you guys know. I mean, there was a there were three commitments in a day, and then two commitments over the span of a week, and then another one after that. So, yeah, it really felt white hot there for a while. Um, it's kind of cooled down a little bit. I think you again seen that all across the country. It's kind of been a slow period, um, but the summer is always big. Um, Auburn's really, you know, they're they're sad they don't have their big summer recruiting events because obviously you see guys commit every year at the, you know, at the cookout that's in the stadium or at the, the Big Cat weekend. You always see guys. Uh, tend to make their decisions there because they, they fall in love with Auburn when they go on those visits. Um, but regardless, summer is still a good time for Auburn, and I would expect more guys to definitely commit this summer. As far as like you know, polarizing guys like Demetrius Davis, I mean, when when he chose Auburn, you started seeing posts from uh, from a lot of the, the the guys who really knows what's going on, yourself included, saying like, "Hey, this is a big deal." Not only because it's a he's a dynamic player, but also like guys want to play with a guy like Demetrius Davis. So. What do you think? Uh, what do you think that potential impact could be over the next few months as Auburn kind of puts together this 2021 class? Yeah, you're exactly right. Um, Demetrius Davis is the kind of guy that's going to be a big building block for your class, not only for what you referenced that he's a good leader and and guys want to play with him. Obviously, shortly after they got you know one of his teammates, one of his offensive linemen, a big offensive guard, and Jaden Roberts to commit. 
but also he's Auburn's one of Auburn's top offensive targets. You know, he, he's definitely one of Chad Morris's uh, top guys that he looked at as soon as he came in at the quarterback position. Um, Auburn had a commitment at quarterback, and Aaron McLaughlin, who he's a wonderful quarterback in his own right. He's now an NC State commit, but that was kind of you could see he was a he was a Kenny Dillingham guy. And then as soon as Morris came in, you started seeing all these offers pouring out in Texas and over there using his connections and his roots in that state um, to start to get in with some of these guys, not only quarterbacks, but other positions as well. Um, but Demetrius Davis is kind of that guy you needed to lock down, right? You, you need a really good quarterback that you'd like for the future in kind of every other class. And so this is a guy that, you know, his fit is great, you know, obviously for Auburn's offensive system. Uh, you know, you look at past Chad Morris offenses and Chad past Gus Malzahn offenses, and this is a guy that's going to you know, be able to run the RPO. Um, he's got great athleticism. He's just really crafty. Um, you know, there, there's, there's really not a way to kind of describe some of the plays that he makes, mm-hmm. but also in terms of just the roster fit because you know, he could learn for one or two years under Bo Nix depending on how he develops and, and whether he leaves for the NFL early. And then he can just kind of make a low-pressure um, slide you know, into the starting position. Um, so, yeah, you're right. It's really big for not only this recruiting class moving forward, um, but just for the future of Auburn's roster and, and what this team wants to be on offense. Uh, you mentioned Chad Morris and his uh, his Texas ties and how he's been so aggressive there. Um, two of their the bigger targets right now in Texas are, are the Brockermeyer brothers, the offensive linemen from uh, All Saints in Fort Worth. Uh, they were supposed to have an official visit this week. Um, uh, obviously, they couldn't come to campus for that. Uh, did that happen? Did they do some sort of, I don't know, official visit in it online or something like that? Yeah, that was one of the that was one of the situations where you look at you look at kind of the next few months and you look at some of the guys that Auburn was expected to have on campus. Um, and you know, again, it's one of those things where Travis Williams, you know, is the new recruiting coordinator, and he got really creative. Um, he he got a lot of stuff done over the summer, and and he got a lot of stuff done. Uh, getting guys in on visits, and they were really, really happy about that. Um, no, you know, they haven't had them in yet. They they wanted both of them in together. They had them in just before um, COVID started started locking things down. Um, but you got to believe that as soon as this thing clears up, and I, I, I think without looking at it and without you know, going off the top of my head, um, that we're still through July 31st, right, on the recruiting lockdown. And so as soon as this thing ends, I don't know how much it will get pushed again. If it gets pushed August 31st, that would be – Unfortunate, mm-hmm. um, but the Brockermeyer brothers, like you just you know, referenced, they're going to be one of Auburn's biggest targets because yes, Auburn's big on this offensive line, uh, but Jack McNell wants more, and Jack McNell also wants some guys that are that are like him, the guys that he wants. Um, these are going to be different guys in the JB Grimes era. Um, these are just huge maulers that he's looking to bring in. Um, these guys are just huge, you know, in terms of their height and their weight. Um, and he's kind of thinking that once he can bring them in, he can start to develop their technique and their fundamentals. Um, but among yeah, among that list, among the top of the offensive line group, uh, is the Brocker Mauer brothers, and, and you better believe as soon as this closes, um, Auburn's going to want them in and, and trying to experience the atmosphere of Auburn. We'll continue our conversation with Nathan King of AuburnSports.com in just a moment. You know, you, you talk about recruiting all of these different prospects. Mm-hmm. I think a clear five-star prospect that you can recruit into your daily routine, Built Bar, BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On for ten dollars off your first box. You don't have to worry about it being, you know, kind of other folks going at it. It's going to stay committed to you no matter what. And I love that. Dude, don't even put that on Built Bar. Built Bar is not a five-star prospect. Built Bar is Andrew Luck when he was coming out of college. 
Surefire number one pick. Surefire number one pick that everyone is like, oh, this guy's a future Hall of Famer. We said it before when we were doing the 2010 documentary series. Built Bar is the Cam Newton of protein bars, and it's, it, there's not really a number two. He's, um, he's Derek Jeter right before the Hall of Fame vote. Absolutely. Should be unanimous, but there's always one hater. <laughs> so be sure to check out BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first box at BuiltBar.com. We also got to talk about Frisky Whiskey. Uh, we're talking about recruiting, and Frisky Whiskey has definitely recruited me. Uh, I'm not going to pretend like I was uh, number one on their board or anything, but, I mean, every time I visit, it's like... Well, the deals you get and how much money you get out of there with all the you know the haul and what you spend, it, it kind of feels like everybody is number one on their board. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. It's a 10,000 square foot store. I mean, it's absolutely massive. Slightly overwhelming when you walk in because you're like, this is so many options. So many things I've never even heard of before. What do I want to try this time? Huge variety of liquor, hundreds of bottles of wine, huge selection of local and domestic craft beers. And then we've talked about the prices. I mean, you get taxed almost four times as much in Alabama as you do in Georgia. And if you're in Auburn, it's only half an hour to get to Frisky Whiskey. It's just right across the border off of Exit 2 on I-85. Absolutely. So check out our friends at Frisky Whiskey. Yeah, I mean, you look at this class, and this is already, I think you could argue, one of the best offensive line classes that Malzahn has put together since he's been in Auburn, especially when you look at just high school guys. That's been, I mean, one of the well-reported weaknesses of his ability to recruit these top 10 classes while at Auburn. What do you think? Uh, what do you think the big difference is? Is it all on Jack Bicknell Jr.? Is it just you know Auburn's gotten second for so many of these guys for so long, and now they're finally hitting on some of them? What do you attribute that to, Nathan? Yeah, so I think it's a good combination of those two things. Um, obviously, Gus Malzahn can look at past classes, um, and just from a, a sheer numbers perspective, it, it's not difficult to understand um, that you've got to recruit more quality um, offensive linemen that are that are pure offensive tackles and, and offensive guards out of high school. Um, and offensive tackle was the main thing. I mean, they, they didn't have a ton of offensive tackle recruits um, in the Gus Malzahn era that were just pure OC guys. I mean, Prince Pega, you think about him as a starting left tackle over the past two and a half years, and he was the guy that was playing defense when he came out. Um, and so now you're looking at uh, Jack McNell again. It, it is a big product of him. Uh, again, he's just different. He, he, he has a different kind of style. Uh, he just wants bigger guys that he's going to be able to mold when he gets there. Not that I think J.B. Grimes is doing a bad job in evaluating and recruiting, um, because I, I tend to kind of disagree when people say that, but I think maybe Gus kind of had his hand in that a little bit too much um, and was trying to make his own decisions with the offensive linemen. And obviously, you know, he, he matures and he learns and he figures that that wasn't working out. And so Jack McNell is one of the only guys on the staff that didn't have an offensive, excuse me, a connection of any sort to Gus Malzahn when he came in. Um, he kind of just plucked him from the crowd and and thought he would be good uh, to move forward as the position coach, but I don't think anybody expected him um, to make a splash like this in recruiting. That, that's, he's doing a ton of damage in that right now, um, and that's what Justin Malzahn wanted from the start. Maybe he knew that before we all did. Uh, I want to pivot a little bit here away from the offensive line. Uh, you mentioned earlier you and Zach were talking about um, Demetrius Davis's impact on recruiting and on the class. Uh, one thing I've been impressed about is how many stories I've seen of him actively trying to recruit other guys. Um, I believe Keith Niebuhr said that Shadrick Banks was one guy to watch for, um, a guy who played plays at, at North Shore with Roberts and Davis 
at wide receiver who's currently committed to Texas A&M. And then there's uh, the four-star Christian Leary from Orlando, who I think was supposed to commit tomorrow or Saturday. And uh, recently on Twitter said he's going to postpone that decision because it's such a big decision. Um, and then I saw that he tweeted a couple days ago that something eerie, like, and then there were three. Uh, what do you think that uh, Auburn's chances are realistically of going and getting him? Right. So that's, yeah, that's a hot topic right now. It, it is Saturday. Um, it was Saturday that, that Christian Leary, one of the best receivers in this class, um, and one of Auburn's, again, top offensive targets overall, uh, was set to commit. Uh, he's backing off of that. He's going to wait a little longer. Um, I would encourage people to go and check out uh, Jeffrey Lee's story he put up either yesterday or the day before, kind of looking at those top five targets um, that Auburn could have at receiver. And Jeffrey Lee put out a story about two weeks ago talking to Christian Leary about what his top schools might be. So he wasn't uh, explicit in that tweet, um, but he told Jeff Lee in the story that his top three schools were Auburn, Oklahoma, and Florida. So let's you know, let's kind of look at that and, and, and think that those are the schools that he's referencing. Again, recruitments change. They, they, they turn on a dime. If he's pushing back his recruitment and he, and he doesn't want to commit on June 6th anymore, um, then maybe things have changed. You know, that was a few weeks ago that Jay Lee talked to him. Um, but now, you know, he is Auburn's top wide receiver target. It's, it's not difficult to see why. Um, he's kind of in that Ryan Davis mold at Edgewater. He's a really shifty, really fast guy. Um, but then again, you look at him make some plays downfield, and he's really, really strong. I think bringing up Demetrius Davis when you talk about getting other guys to commit and, and being that recruiter, um, you talk about the guy committed to Texas A&M, Shadrick Banks. Uh, also look at a guy named Latrell Neville. I don't know if, how much people kept track of that when Demetrius Davis decommitted from Virginia Tech and then committed to Auburn. This was a guy that was kind of putting out some signals. He's a four-star receiver. He's still a Virginia Tech commit. Um, he doesn't go to school with Demetrius Davis, but he's a nearby Hightower in Houston. Um, they train together. They're good friends. So that's another guy Auburn's trying to make a flip on. So maybe look down the road if they can't get Christian Leary, because you're right, that is the number one guy. If they can't get him at receiver, maybe they start to put some more uh, pressure on Latrell Neville and try to get him to flip from Virginia Tech. Uh, my last question about Christian Leary. His Twitter name is The Hokage. Do you know if that is a nickname? Or what that means. I don't. It sounds <laughs> don't. cool. I know, Whatever I, it is. I instantly went to, this is going to show some of my nerddom. Um, I know the Hokage, Hokage, Hokage is a thing from Naruto. I know that from when I was like 10 years old. Okay. Um, I don't remember I don't remember at all what it was, but I think Christian Leary at one point, his profile picture was a Naruto character. So maybe we'll, maybe we'll put two and two together and... And, and hope that's what it is. But I don't know, maybe if it's Deacon at Auburn, we'll, uh, we'll be able to talk to him in the future and, and figure it out. Hey, that's good insight right there. Nathan King with AuburnSports.com joining us. Hey, another uh, another pass catcher, I guess a potential pass catcher, that seems to be interested in playing with with Davis, tight end Landon King uh, from Texas, decommitted from Texas a few weeks ago. What are you hearing about him? Seems like Auburn is really high on this guy. Yeah, excellent, excellent guy to bring up, Zach. Uh, you know, they, they need a tight end in this class, and you know Chad Morris loves his tight end, and he's going to want a guy to pair with Demetrius Davis um, and be a big pass catcher out there. There's a guy um, that a lot of people were kind of looking at who's actually going to commit on Friday named Lake McCree. Um, he's a three-star tight end out of Austin, Texas, that Chad Morris has been working on. He is kind of a guy that, that people are thinking is going to go more toward the West Coast. Um, I don't think Auburn is, is holding their breath there. He's probably going to USC, right? Tight end target. Sorry? He's probably going to USC, right? USC and Washington kind of seem to be uh, the front runners right now. 
But going back to Landon King, who again, you know, is a big physical guy, six foot five, um, and he's a guy that is close to Demetrius Davis as well. That Chad Morris has been working hard on in Texas. As soon as he decommitted from Texas, all of the all of the buzz started going to Auburn. It felt very similar to when Demetrius Davis decommitted from Virginia Tech. Yes, uh, I agree, Zach. I would not be surprised. He could be their next guy to pop. He could be the next okay. guy to commit to Auburn. Um, and that would do a good job of filling a need in this class. That's the position Chad Morris wants um, and that Gus Malzahn wants them to have for the future of the offense. So, yeah, that's, that's a good guy for Auburn fans to kind of circle for, uh, I think, the near future. What are your thoughts on Landon King's last name? You know, there's there's just something to be said of a last name that you that that just says so much without even um, without even having to go much into it. You know, it's it's royalty. It's uh, you know, it's got history to it. It, it just kind of implies that he is better than everybody else. Um, so yeah, I, I tend to like it a lot. I figured so. I figured so. Hey, tell us what you know about uh, safety Cameron Kinchins. Uh, I think he's announcing where he's going uh, in mid July. I think July 11th is uh, where I've seen that. But he's got like a top four or top five, but it really seems like it's down to Auburn and Miami. Is that kind of what you're feeling? That is, yeah. That, that's the thing to go with Cameron Kinchin. Yeah, that's another guy that, that man, I mean, looking ahead for Auburn, uh, how big would he be to get on the defense? Um, they're hoping he could be a guy like a Smoke Monday or like a Jamie and Sherwood type guy moving forward. Obviously, those are guys that we talk about. Um, we haven't really seen them play a ton, but we think they have a lot of potential. Um, the, the Kevin Steele evaluation across the defense and their defensive recruiting staff um, have had a lot of success in Florida as of late. You know, a lot of success getting guys um, away to play away from the Florida schools. Talking about Miami, yeah, again, that's another guy Auburn fans should circle. Um, he might be a guy to pop soon. It, it, I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult than the Landon King situation. I think he's a guy that you might be having to pull away from other schools as, as opposed to when you look at Landon King. Auburn might be the kind of uh, concrete front runner, but still, that's a guy that's going to be really big for the defense going forward if they can get him. We'll continue our conversation with Nathan King in just a moment. Want to give some love to our friends, Shady Rays. We've had a we've had a handful of folks enter to uh, win our Shady Rays giveaway, and so we'll actually we were going to do that this week with, with you know Pat Dye and some other things happening this week. We will um we'll, we'll jump back into that next week. Appreciate you being patient with us, but that still gives you plenty of time. To shoot us your questions, or you know, you, you can text it or call 205-502-4285. But Shady Rays, I, I think they're the best sunglasses, uh, best pair of sunglasses you can get in the market. And it's awesome because they've, they've kind of catered their mission to the outdoors, right? And mm-hmm. so if if you if you break the sunglasses or if you just flat out lose them, they're gonna replace them for life. So you this this will be the last pair of sunglasses you buy, but you're gonna end up buying more and more and more. Chris, uh, who is part of the Locked On uh, Auburn Listener Hall of Fame, sent me a sent me a message yesterday saying like, "Hey, just kind of a personal testimony here. Uh, I've bought five of those pair now because he loves them so much." And <laughs> I, I'm like, dude, I'm right there with you, Chris. Yeah, if you're a uh, a high school or college kid, I mean, I, I know when I was in high school, I really wanted a pair of nice sunglasses. I don't really know why, but that was like my thing. The first paycheck I ever made, uh, I bought a pair of nice sunglasses. Here's the thing, though. Shady Rays, the same quality as those sunglasses that you're going to spend hundreds of dollars on. No question. And when you're in high school and college, it's so, so easy to lose sunglasses. Yep. And Shady Rays will replace them for you. Absolutely. ShadyRays.com. Use promo code Auburn, A-U-B-U-R-N, at checkout for 25% off your order. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles 
including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. A Trey Curry, wide receiver, three-star guy from Cleveland, Tennessee. He retweeted a video um, of someone like who, who said as the caption that he committed to Tennessee, but I can't find like any articles or anything else uh, that says that he committed to Tennessee. Uh, usually, you know, when recruits commit, they tweet out a picture or a statement or something that says they committed. I couldn't find that from him. Uh, do you know if he has committed to Tennessee or if he is still, you know, very much um, uh, undecided? Yeah, from my layman's perspective, I, I know the exact video that you're talking about. Um, it hasn't seemed like anything has happened since then, right? He's been very quiet since then. Um, I know we were talking about another guy before the show uh, with y'all, y'all off the air that, that kind of is in a similar situation. It's been quiet since then. Um, all that I know is that if you look at Tennessee's official board, um, uh, you know, uh, if you look at their official board for the 2021 class, uh, Trey Curry's not on there. Um, and, you know, Auburn, I guess, would want to think that it's still involved. Um, but, I, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I know that is a situation that I saw uh, last month where it seemed like he committed and he hasn't said anything since then. Um, but Tennessee, again, it's like we talked about before, when, when Gus Malzahn does the boom, you know, and he kind of officially signifies that a guy has committed, um, that hasn't really happened with Tennessee. They haven't really, that nothing has come of that. Um, so that's going to be something to look for moving forward. Uh, that's another guy who's a really, really good receiver that if maybe if they miss on a guy like a Christian Leary, uh, like a Latrell Neville, that if you kind of look down the receiver board, uh, maybe it'll be a guy that'll come into play in the future. Uh, last night, Auburn offered um, a, a Juco cornerback who committed to Oregon last week. Uh, just as kind of a bigger recruiting question, why do schools offer guys that are committed to other schools? Because to me that would seem, I guess, kind of not counterproductive. Like obviously they could switch, but it seems like you're going into a, a battle fighting uphill. Yeah, for sure. There, there are two things with that. Number one, um, a lot of schools, you know, like Clemson does, I believe Iowa has a similar rule, some other schools I can't think of, um, where, you know, they don't permit guys after they commit to take visits. Or, or do anything else, or have any sort of contact with other schools, they say, you know, if you commit here, um, then you're making that choice, and, and you're not going to go back on it. But, I mean, recruiting right now, I, I don't know what the deal has been this year or what the deal is going to be moving forward this year, but it seems like there are a lot of more guys this year than maybe recruiting classes and recruiting cycles in the past um, that have decommitted. There are guys that are on their second or third commitment, and we've still got a long way to go in the 2021 class. I read a story last month from our rivals national staff. I can't remember exactly who who wrote it. Um, just kind of diving into the numbers and, and and saying that this might be a year where guys like Darius Perkins, yeah, are gonna are gonna switch. There there there's been a lot of decommitments by guys. Um, but overall, I think the number one reason why, just kind of like plainly answering your question, um, is because guys' recruitments get hot, and there's nothing you can do about that. Um, you know, it's kind of a follow the leader situation. Whenever a guy is being offered. You can look at his Twitter page. You can look at his offer sheet. Um, and there's probably a lot of other similar offers within the same time frame. You know, a lot of SEC schools at once, um, a lot of power schools. You know, if he's, if he's starting to get a few offers all at once, you know, for maybe some smaller schools, there's probably going to be a bunch of those. It's going to be a flurry all at once. 
Um, and schools just don't want to miss out on that. You know, they think if they can make a if they can make a good impact on the kid and and keep a good relationship, and something happens to fall through, like like in this situation, something falls through at Oregon, they'd like to play second place, and they'd like to do a good job of doing that. Um, it's kind of what Auburn fans hoped would happen last year with Broderick Jones um, when they you know offered him, and and they were they were keeping him coming to campus and keeping in good relationship with him. This was the five star Georgia offensive line commit. He ended up going to Georgia, but for a while there, Auburn being in second place was paying off because it seemed like he might go to Auburn. So when you offer these guys and you keep in contact with guys that are committed to other schools, uh, sometimes it, it pays off to be in second place because, hey, if they, if they decommit, you're the next guy down the line. Nathan, thank you so much for your time this morning, man. We really appreciate it. One last quick question. I know you mentioned uh, a possibility with it being the tight end, Landon King out of Texas, but the, the, if you had to predict the next guy to, uh, to commit to Auburn, who would it be? Oh, goodness. On the spot. Um, I, would, I would have to stay with Landon King, I think. Um, I, I'm staying with that one. Um, he kind of picked up a lot of buzz immediately. I think it was about two weeks ago, yeah. um, if I'm remembering correctly. When, when he decommitted from Texas, it, it kind of had that buzz like it could happen immediately. Um, things have kind of cooled off since then. But again, this has been, a, like I said before, this has been a slow period around the country. That, that's not only just been specific to Auburn. So once guys start committing again, once we start to get to those common commitment dates and commitment weekends in June, yeah, I'd say for Auburn fans to follow Landon King on Twitter and and, uh, and keep up with stories about him because if they get him, that's going to be a really big guy uh, for Chad Morris's offense moving forward because he really likes him. Nathan, all kinds of stuff going up at AuburnSports.com. Give, uh, give our folks a little preview of uh, what what's up there currently and maybe some things coming up over the next few days that they can check out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can go to AuburnSports.com. It's uh, easy to remember. We've got coverage of the past few days. Um, you know, over over Pat Dye, you know, we've got features and, and stories about him. People were calling their memories. Uh, BMAT has a story out this, this morning about Stan White uh, talking about playing under Coach Todd a little bit and then just other stories. Um, so it's, it's been great to read those and, and listen to people's perspectives of Coach Dye because I know you, you two knew him as well from the radio station. Sure. Um, and just he had some incredible stories that were, that were pretty awesome and sometimes pretty hilarious. Um, you've got Jeffrey Lee's recruiting stuff. You've got the team coverage. Um, you know, we spoke to Alan Green and, and Gus Malzahn. They had a lot to say about the COVID-19 testing. Uh, players are coming back to campus today. That's really, really big. Um, and another thing to keep an eye out for on our website is that, uh, you know, Gus Malzahn said that there might be one summer enrollee uh, that might not be able to qualify. He said he would find out within about 48 hours. Well, that was around 48 hours ago, and, and players are reporting to campus today. Um, so hopefully for whomever he was referencing, Hopefully that works out for him, but but just keep an eye open because there might be a situation where uh, one of Auburn scholarships might be open because a guy wasn't able to qualify. Do you have any idea who that is? I've read some places uh, that that it possibly uh, could be out there. Yeah, I, I probably I probably wouldn't say. Um, I, you know, there, there's kind of a, a, a lean that you might think, but again, you know, sure. things might change. Things change all the time, um, and obviously, COVID nineteen made a made. Schooling, among other things, really Gosh. difficult across the country. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it works out. Uh, you know, hopefully it works out for the best. Hopefully everybody can get on campus safely and everybody who they wanted can get on campus and enroll. Awesome, man. Well, Nathan, thank you so much, man. We really appreciate your time this morning. Yeah, I appreciate y'all having me on. Good stuff from Nathan King. Once again, you can check out all of his content at AuburnSports.com. Michael, where are you on Twitter, my friend? Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. I'm on Twitter at Z Blackery. The show's on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We'll see you tomorrow. This is Locked On Auburn. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The NCAA tournament is almost here. 
listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.